Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we continue uh, our read through the Bible, and we're going to read 2 Corinthians chapters 4, 5, and 6 today. And so uh, Paul writes uh, in this second letter to the Corinthian church a, a word uh, about uh, the greatness of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the reality that uh, we as very frail and feeble uh, creatures possess this great treasure, this powerful treasure in our uh, body that's jars of clay. It says a wonderful word about Christian hope uh, in, in that uh, indeed uh, in salvation uh, the, the, the curse of our uh, physical demise is not reversed. Uh, uh, the gospel does not promise temporal uh, healing uh, from our afflictions. Uh, but indeed, uh, it is a word that while we may outwardly waste away, uh, that God is at work changing us uh, according to the pattern of our Lord Jesus Christ. So a great word uh, of encouragement, uh, a word about uh, the ministry of the gospel, Paul's uh, proclamation as a ministry of uh, reconciliation, and, and then a, a, a fascinating uh, word at, at the end of chapter 6 related to uh, the temple uh, of God uh, that uh, the church, uh, the church universal, uh, is the temple of God. It is the dwelling place of God. Uh, it is appropriate to speak as uh, the individual Christian's body as a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's fine. The Spirit of God dwells within us. But there's also a reality uh, that he, as the Spirit, dwells among uh, believers. And uh, again, most uh, visibly experienced and manifested in the gathering of the local church. And so it's an interesting and, and wonderful word uh, for us there at the end of chapter uh, six. And so let's read uh, verses one through six from chapter four and speak of, uh, as Paul speaks, uh, of the greatness uh, of the glory of the gospel. Uh, Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced disgraceful and underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or tamper with God's word, but by the open, open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled to those who are perishing. And in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord, we, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of the darkness has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So Paul recognizes he's a recipient of mercy. He's a minister of mercy. And because that God has designated him so, equipped him, empowered him to, to do so, because this uh, wonderful message of the gospel that he preaches is true and it's powerful, he is encouraged. Therefore, he, he doesn't lose Hard and, and he will not uh, condescend. He will not stoop. He will not compromise uh, to use some uh, even well-meaning but yet short-sighted and ultimately ineffective uh, human uh, means uh, to convince or coerce uh, people. And so he does not tamper with God's Word. He does not use manipulative techniques or methodologies. He simply states the truth of the Gospel. Again, a corrective and an encouragement 
for us in uh, the church today. As I often say, we, we don't need smoke and mirrors and we don't need bells and whistles. What we need is the truth of the gospel that has been sufficient uh, for God to accomplish the salvation of his people uh, for all of time and it will be sufficient to accomplish that until the day that Jesus Christ returns. And so uh, Paul in verse 3 if people don't understand it, uh, then it is veiled as even a part of God's plan that, uh, uh, that, that Satan has blinded people and they will persist in their blindness until God removes that blinder, until God gives us the eyes to see the truth, the, the, the mind to understand it, the, the heart to receive it. We will persist in our spiritual blindness. Spiritual death. And that's why we so often argue uh, that if we are to repent and believe, and we must, then we must be born again. That, that is actually that which causes our, our faith uh, and our repentance. And so Satan is always at work hardening and blinding uh, those to the truth of the gospel. And yet Paul continues to proclaim this message that the world judges as foolishness, that they make the claim uh, that they don't understand. And so this powerful God who has created all that is, is the same God who speaks through his gospel. And as that gospel is spoken, uh, the very light of the Lord Jesus Christ comes and brings light and life to the human heart, bringing salvation to those who believe, who rejoice, who celebrate uh, the knowledge of God that is revealed in the face of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I pray that this is a blessing to your day, an encouragement for, for your day, and we'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.